0: Good morning, everyone. Happy, happy Friday, May 13th. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show, where the Teach Better team is live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, every single day until our last show, which is June 3rd, and then we're taking a summer break. We are so excited to get into this morning's conversation. Of course, Brad Hughes is here, and we have a whole lot to recap and a lot to preview for next week. So we'll be right back it's coffee time Good morning everyone. Happy, happy Friday. It is Friday, May 13th. Is that a bad thing when the 13th lands on the Friday? What do you think, Brad?
1: I think it's okay. I think uh, my computer this morning inherited a case of trisketekophobia, Ray. Uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't boot. No internet. And I'm thinking, gosh, we got a daily drop-in to get started. So uh, I'm grateful for your patience and grateful for our viewers and listeners. But hey, it's Friday. We're just trying to ease into the day for everyone. Trying to model the desired behaviors and attitudes right right here
0: i love it but i will tell you brad like that's kind of a blessing on the show because here on the show we joke that if something goes wrong then we like took care of the thing that's going wrong for the day for everybody else so i actually really appreciate that your computer didn't work that took care of my like big hurdle today so i appreciate you taking care of that take one for the team
1: I'm not sure what happens to internet in Canada, and I I don't know if I speak for the entire country, but something changes overnight. I think I've got to call my service provider or something. Maybe I need a new uh, router. Uh, Maybe I need to dig up the cable and start again. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we are on the air, and we are excited to bring you uh, a Friday program recapping the week and as well looking forward with anticipation and excitement to a great weekend and to the week ahead.
0: Brad, I do think that it must be regional because it sounds like you're having trouble with internet and every morning you seem to have this uphill battle. I haven't had AC all week and that's kind of Ooh. been my own hurdle. So I'll tell you, I think it's regional. Everybody's got their little hiccup, but but hey, I mean, if we can take care of somebody's hurdles and they don't have any today, fine, so be it. So we'll we'll figure it out, it'll be all right. How's your yeah. week been? I haven't talked to you like at all. I miss you.
1: No. I- I miss you too, and I'm glad we have this opportunity to catch up on Fridays. I've had a great week, and uh, the weather's been beautiful here in southern Ontario. We have had highs in the 80s, uh, beautiful weather to be outside. We have a lot of outdoor learning opportunities happening and a lot of play opportunities. I have had the opportunity to to share some playtime with our kindergarten classes this week, just uh, soaking up their awesomeness and, and uh, having a wonderful week at school and at home too.
0: Love it. Good, good, good. Yeah, my week's been all right as well. It's been beautiful weather where I live as well. We've gotten to the 90s almost every day this week, which I think I only know because I don't have AC. Otherwise, I'd be yes. like, no, oh, I don't know. It's sunny, but warm. I love it. Um, so a little, little bittersweet on that end, but um, really good meetings, really good conversations this
1: mm-hmm.
0: week. Um, a lot of tough conversations. A lot of my My uh, work with teachers and and just educators holistically has been some deep reflection on this year in planning Mm -hmm. for next year, which which I think is so valuable. I kind of enjoy those tough conversations sometimes. And uh, for those of you who are following on Instagram, Alfred's doing well. Alfred had a a little hiccup with the vet yesterday and Mm -hmm. happily snoozing healthy and doing well. So it's been a good week
1: that's awesome news so when you say you don't have air conditioning do you normally have air conditioning and it's just not working right now
0: yes i think that's the hurdle right like i i have a luxury item that is that is not working and i understand that many people don't use their ac or you know or even have access to ac but i will say i i very much love my ac unit Mm -hmm.
1: for those that have it and it makes a huge difference and especially when you've got these uh, unexpected spikes in temperature uh, the more comfort that you can surround yourself with, the better. But hey, you've got a positive attitude. You're working it through and you know there'll be a resolution soon, right?
0: Right. There's been a lot of people working to fix it. So it's hard to it's hard to complain when you're going through a hurdle that you feel like you have an entire community helping you with, right? It's not fixed yet, but but we're getting there. I will say, Brad, I think the joke of it all is that at least where I live, we went from like 50s one week to 90s the next. There was like no middle. And I love that middle part. Like that's my jam. So for me, I was kind of like, I think that that the mother nature is playing a trick on us. Why did, why did we take this like massive degree change? Mm-hmm. But whatever. Sorry. Right.
1: Do you have an opportunity where you live to visit the lake? Are you close to the lake to get some of the lake breeze and some of the coolness off the water?
0: Yeah, Lake Michigan. You know, mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm within an hour, so I could, okay. I could do a little drive. I think I might actually this weekend Um, do a little drive to Lake Michigan, but I do have a beautiful pond in my backyard, so I have oh. the water, but not the water benefit of the coolness.
1: <laughs> Does the pond attract wildlife? Do you have uh, a backyard menagerie?
0: You know, Brad, you're like, talking about my favorite topic. I know yeah. we're off topic, but I love this. Brad, someday... I will get to host you and your family in my home somehow, because I live like right off of a 37 acre forest preserve. Wow. And I am in love with that like opportunity to see birds and animals galore. It's so fun. I feel like you would enjoy it here.
1: I know I would have never been to Chicagoland area. A uh, Beautiful. I'm looking forward to visiting that area, you know, soon. And with hosts like you, especially with a host that has, her way around the city and the country, and her very own menu item at a favorite restaurant. We can't go wrong.
0: can't go wrong. Hey, speaking of food, because you know, why not? It's Friday. Right. Guys, I'm geeking out because I just published a blog at Teach Better. I know that people do that all the time, but it's kind of fun when I, I actually get a blog that gets featured. So shout out to our blog department that allowed me to blog this week. And it's on french fries. How funny is that? <laughs>
1: Uh, there's no la- French fries are no laughing matter. They are among the most serious snack foods. And French fry aficionados like yourself, Ray, take it very seriously. You know, the, the thinness, the crispness, the ratio of potato to salt. Uh, do you like potato? Uh, sorry, do you like French fries just with salt? Or do you like added seasonings as well?
0: Oh, I'm a, I'm a classic person. Salt all yeah. the way. I'd love to hear in the comments this morning, what's your French fry go-to? Like, are you a salt person? I, I like the other seasonings, but not on my fries. I also really like, um, like, like the thin crispy fries versus the steak fries or the waffle fries. Let's see everybody's comments this morning. That'll be good. What, what's your preference, Brad? I,
1: I like them crisp, uh, right out of the fryer with some salt. Uh, they're also really good sprinkled with malt. Vi- bleh, try again, malt vinegar and oh. Old Bay seasoning is really good. I, th- I think that's the way many folks on the East Coast enjoy it. Uh, oh, yeah. and, uh in the Chesapeake Bay area. So really, really good. Marianne in the comments prefers French fries with uh, gravy and cheese curds and all kinds of toppings. Poutine, yeah. it's uh, very good.
0: You know, this is something that comes up Every single time we talk about French fries on the show, which I'm proud to say this has not been the first. We talk about French fries probably like every month and somebody always says, "Ooh, you have to try poutine. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I would love to. I've just never had the opportunity. So I think I need to put it on my summer list to find a way to hunt it down. Does that seem realistic? Do you think I can do that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, You might be able to find any number of food trucks in your area, Ray, that specialize in poutine Mm -hmm. and different toppings. Something about poutine that I'm not crazy about is, like you, I like the French fries crisp and hot, and of course the uh, the the ingredients on poutine make the French fries really really soggy. So uh, it reminds me more of kind of a loaded baked potato, but uh, it is it is delicious. And if you can find just the right ingredients and the right provider, you'll love it.
0: Well, maybe maybe Brad, it's more about when I find this food truck. That's a great recommendation, by the way, because there's a ton of those I know in this community. Um, I need to get a side of french fries with my poutine. That way I can try the poutine, enjoy it, kind of add that bucket list item, but then still have the side of fries that that are crispy and, and salty.
1: I can't think of any entree with which a side of fries wouldn't be a welcome addition.
0: I love it, I love it. All right, Brad, I know that we have been so off topic, but um, it's always fun to talk shop with you. Should we document our moment of gratitude this morning before we head into all the fun?
1: We we should, and I'd like to invite you to reflect on and document uh, something that's coming to mind for you, Ray, something that's coming to mind for something you're grateful for, thankful for, an opportunity, a person, a place, whatever it is. What's on your mind?
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I don't know why, and I don't mean to be stuck on one topic. You know, there's so many wonderful things to celebrate throughout the day, so many wonderful things that have even happened this week or plans this weekend that I'm excited for, family I'm appreciative of, but Brett, it really was really wonderful this week and i know i'm sorry i'm so silly but like to write a blog and be a blogger for our team i know that that's probably like so simple i know like over 200 educators do it all the time uh, with our community but it was so interesting for me to you know I, i i i read our blog every day i love being able to to consume information there and I obviously get to interact with our blog department every day because the Teach Better Teams blog department has, you know, four to five different educators that make that function day in, day out. And they kind of sparked like, hey, does anyone want a blog? Kind of brainstormed an idea, submitted it. And it was so cool to be able to go through the experience of communicating with the editing team, getting emails, getting feedback on my piece, getting you know, the editing, not only for the, the language, but also the graphic design be communicated to me. I, I thought that was so neat. And then to be able to see it published and see it on the website last night was so awesome. I got a confirmation email like this. I guess it was just so cool to go through the experience because I don't get to do that. So, and then I have that like tweetable comment and all the blogs. So right yep. away you're seeing people share and celebrate your writing. It's just something I, Really, really, really am grateful for our blog department. I thought it was so stinking cool.
1: So, so good. And that's an awesome example too, Ray, of uh, leading alongside and leading from within. You know, as we entice and support uh, any number of contributions to our Teach Better family and Teach Better network, the opportunity to to dive right in and, and show how easy and rewarding it can be, and then to spread that word out through this moment of gratitude, I just think that's awesome, Ray.
0: So fun. For anybody listening whether you consider yourself a blogger or not, just like friend to friend. I don't consider myself a strong writer. I really, really don't know that I'd be comfortable writing a piece and then just like automatically seeing it published on the internet. I think that takes a lot of, you know, gumption to be able to have that confidence. I really value the fact that our blog department believes in a collaborative experience. They do so much editing to support you to make sure your message is communicated in the way that you feel most confident. And I so love the graphics that are created and the marketing that that supports it. So if you're considering it all, if you want to challenge yourself, I would love to challenge each and every one of you to do like one blog this summer. Do one blog before the end of July on any topic you want. I really, if you're interested in that, you can head to teachbetter.com slash blog, which I know we just displayed on the screen. If you scroll all the way down, there's a form to submit to be a guest blogger. Or honestly, if you just direct message me, I'll I'll connect you with our blog department, they're cool.
1: Just like Ray said, every contribution adds value. So I think a lot of beginning writers or beginning bloggers are really reluctant just to share their voice, because maybe you feel this isn't worth sharing, or this is just significant to my classroom or my school or my district. Share it anyway uh, and get some feedback and enjoy the process. And as Ray said, our blogging team is absolutely outstanding in terms of support, communication, and they make your stuff look great. By the time it gets published, it's like, wow! You'll be really excited that you did it, and you'll be eager to do it again.
0: Yeah, come on, guys! If they let me write a stinking education <laughs> blog about French fries, you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I've got great news. My next blog is about fried pickles, Ray. So I think we've got a we've got a, a Teach Better Snack series uh, all set to go.
0: I really don't know if you're kidding, but you have to write that blog now. So it's official. I'm, I'm,
1: to- I'm totally kidding until I'm not.
0: <laughs> no, 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 Now we need it. So you do the one in June about food. I'll find another food to blog about for July. I wonder if our blog department will reach back out and be like, Hey guys, cut it out. No more food blogs.
1: <laughs> Adam's saying, you just never know who needs to hear the message. You blog. And that's right. And then Adam, I consider when that message reaches the right person at the right time, just think of the ripple effects, so any changes in practice are going to ultimately impact the lives of kids it's, it's really incredible so yeah i mean you know, education is like a fried pickle i oh hang on a second i've got to i, I got I to give that some more thought but anyway i'll get back to you ray
0: <laughs> while we ponder that thought we'll be right back with good news everyone. Happy Friday the 13th. It is May 13th and we are getting into some good dialogue. Uh, if you are just tuning in, we're so, so, I will say, Brad, I know we have some good news coming our way as well as holidays, but we were just discuss- discussing the connection between food blogs and teacher blogs. It is International Hummus Day, so maybe we should be doing a blog about how like education's kind of like hummus. I don't know where we're going to take that, but lots of options today.
1: Lots and lots of options. I mean, uh, variety is the spice of life. So whether it's garlic or lemon or dill or chive or whatever it is, uh, you know, sprinkle it freely over everything that you experience today. Just you are the secret ingredient in every interaction. So, you know, bring your awesomeness to each person and each child you meet and uh, see what happens.
0: I do love this. Elijah's commenting. He says he's joining late. And the first thing he heard was education's like a fried pickle. Friends, I promise you, we saw the like this uptick in viewers within the last two minutes. You missed some good conversation. You're going to want to go back. Trust me. <laughs> hey, Brad, should we get into our good news story?
1: Yeah, we. I would love to bring you and everyone uh, listening and watching a moment of zen today, Ray. And I wonder, can you think of one or two go-tos when you need a moment of zen, just a moment of peace, quiet reflection to kind of recollect? What comes to mind for you?
0: Oh gosh, two things specifically, either like sitting on the couch with the dogs in the silence does wonders for me, or um, I love being by the water, which is why I moved where I am now with the water directly, you know, out every window. So that's where I get my moment of Zen. What about you?
1: Well, I I know that some of our listeners and viewers might have a, a Zen garden or have seen a Zen garden, maybe in some Asian locales, or maybe you even have a desk zen garden a little sand pit with a little rake have you seen those before ray yes i have absolutely what if i were to tell you that there is a new zen garden in an out of this world location ray a new zen garden on the red planet of mars
0: ooh a zen garden on mars sign me up tell me more
1: this comes from uh goodnewsnetwork.org ray and the headline is the red planet has a new Zen garden after Mars Rover leaves peaceful tracks. I'll leave the link in our comments. You can check out the photos for yourself as the Mars Rover made an accidental Zen garden on the sandy surface of Mars, picturesque track marks around a rock, creating a scene that reminds the the, uh, reporter of a meditation landscape, maybe in Japan. So recognizing that they usually Zen gardens usually are carefully constructed and composed Arrangements of rocks, water features, moss, pruned trees, and used gravel of sand, uh, Mars venture Mars Rover has left tracks in the red Martian sand for everyone to enjoy, Ray. And I think it makes me think of the possibilities of interplanetary travel at some point. I can't think of anything that may be more stressful than traveling from Earth to another planet. So if we do make that journey to Mars, Ray, that Zen garden will be waiting for us to to keep us grounded again.
0: I love the hope. I love the opportunity to maybe do something stressful to reach something calming and peaceful. That's that's a wonderful thing to consider. Thanks for sharing that Good News article. I think that would be really <laughs> interesting to bring to students. You could mm-hmm. discuss not only the science behind that, the cultural relevance behind a Zen garden, the, the different locations around the world where, where those practices are, are, are extremely relevant and practiced, but also you know, international. I mean, so space travel would be crazy to discuss. Yeah. The I like kind of the the opportunity to be able to discuss the fact that we're talking about news that exists on a different planet. That's crazy. I mean, there's a lot to be able to dive in here. Love it.
1: I, I love the concept of finding something uh, marvelous and unexpected in something mundane. So I mean, really, on the surface, <laughs> on the surface, this is just tire tracks and some sand. But if you mm-hmm. zoom out and consider the perspective and consider the significance that it took to to get a lander, and explorer on the surface of a different planet. And we were talking with Adam earlier on the show about the ripple effect. Just just think about the ripples of every human being that interacted with some kind of technology or with each other to make that happen. And then mm-hmm. you think of the historical layers of, of Space Explore. Anyway, it's just, it's pretty awesome. I, I love that you can zoom in to maybe a, a part of that picture and then zoom out to consider everything that it took to get it there
0: so 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 powerful so cool love that as far as good news today for holidays we have some wacky holidays one is that i did mention it's international hummus day so brad are you a hummus person i know some people don't love chickpeas i like it a lot okay good yeah me too i think it's a great go-to healthy snack so i encourage you all to to consume great hummus um, it's also National Apple Pie Day, which to me, I know we've done this every day since August 2nd. I feel like we had this holiday already, but maybe it was just pie day and we discussed apple pie in specific, but it's, it's apple pie day. So not only with your hummus that maybe you'll have as an appetizer, make sure you conclude your wonderful meal with some apple pie dessert. Uh, it's also National Fruit Cocktail Day. Um, nothing wrong with that. I'm a fan of that, uh, National Blame Someone Else Day. That would be quite funny to bring into a middle school classroom. National Crouton Day. Are you a crouton fan, Brad?
1: Yeah, I I love croutons.
0: Great. Love it. (laughs) And then, uh, a few things here. First off, it's National Frog Jumping Day. Like the activity where like two kids jump mm -hmm. over each other. So, uh, as you're all outside enjoying the great weather with students today, That could be a very interesting thing to bring up, pros or cons, for sure. And then now NationalToday.com is putting people at the end of our holidays. Mm So they're talking about how Candace King, who is an actress in Vampire Diaries, and Robert Pattinson, who I know many of you are aware of as an actor uh, as well, are at the end here as their days are today. I don't know if that means it's their birthdays or if we're just celebrating them, but this Mm -hmm. is a new thing I've noticed on the website that now every... Uh, every day ends with like a few people being featured. And Brad, while I am aware of these two people today, I think it's making me realize how many actor, actors, actresses, and celebrities I don't know. Because like for the past few days, there's been people where I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't, I don't know that I'm very cultured.
1: Uh, when I think of Robert Pattinson, I'm not, I'm not sure. I necessarily think of culture, Ray. Uh, and I, I want to reassure you that I, I don't think that's any reflection. On your lack of culture at all. Just there, there are new and emerging stars each and every day, and I can't keep track either. So I just enjoy what's put in front of me, and I celebrate the work that these gay people do.
0: I love it. No, I'm going to celebrate that too. That's great. And you know, shout out to Robert Pattinson. I think he's the face of Dior right now. So that sounds very fancy to be able to talk about and brag sure on. About that. yeah, very cool. Brad, we do have um, brainstorm bank, and we need to recap this week. Should we head into our brainstorm bank?
1: Looking forward to it.
0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for dropping into the daily drop in morning show where the Teach Better team gets to be live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Shout out if you are over on the podcast, whether you're listening to it now or even if you're just a podcast listener, please go subscribe, rate, and review Teach Better Talk podcast. We really do appreciate when you take just two seconds to do that because it allows us to reach all like it allows us to reach more viewers. Um, so, your You know, quick review, your quick comments, your quick subscribe may not impact you greatly in the mainstream of things, but for us, we really, really appreciate it. So thank you for those of you who have chosen to do that. We are in our brainstorming segment, which many of you know, if you're familiar with the show, this is where we get to ask you if you need anything. If you have any questions that you want us to discuss or just questions you have in general, please feel free to throw them in the comments. We'd love to be a brainstorm partner with you, try and get you some answers. And then, of course, we have our weekly theme this week, which is all about professional development. Brad, professional development is something that you and I, I know, get to see through multiple different lenses. But what initially comes to mind as we discuss this week the concept of finding the right PD for the right people?
1: To me, Ray, what really resonated this week was the encouragement to make professional learning as personalized as possible. And I think that begins with trusting your people. It begins with trusting your people to know what they need to serve and support themselves so that they can best serve and support their students. As a school leader, I also know that it's part of my responsibility to be aware of where trends and new resources and new ways of thinking need to be shared widely. And so it's a constant balance for me personally, I think for school leaders and educators all over the place, just to find that sweet spot between things that need to be shared and tried and executed uh, but also trusting the professional knowledge diligence and capability of the people in front of us. And so the second thing that comes to mind Ray is is when we think about personalizing it's making sure that people are leaving every professional learning opportunity with at least one small thing that's going to make a difference for them tomorrow. And so I think we are in a uh, I think we're in an understandable hurry there's some urgency to make big leaps with professional learning so that we make big leaps with student learning, but sometimes those big leaps are best broken down into small packages, into small steps so that you can build on success. Success breeds success. Uh, and there's nothing, that, there, there's nothing that derails professional learning quicker uh, than information overload, lack of time to learn, integrate, practice, and get feedback. That's why so many of these things just get left on the shelf or left in a box or left in a binder. So that's what comes to mind for me, Ray, is personalization and support to make sure that it's learned, tried. Feedback is provided and you can see the difference that students are learning, the difference is making in student learning.
0: Brad, what you just shared resonates so much with me. And I, I really appreciate you, you taking this approach this morning, because every morning on the daily drop-in show, before we go live, when we have a guest that's new, we go through kind of like how the show flows. We, you know, answer any questions that they have. And one of the things we emphasize every single morning, but not on air, like off air is that our community really values action steps, that that's something that's a core value of Teach Better. We love to share big ideas and philosophical choices, mindsets, and and ideas, but then we really do appreciate and value guests that can give us an action step, something that we can do right now, a challenge we can go, go choose to do that gets us headed in the right direction, right? It may not be an action that gets us all the way to the end result that we want, but we really do value speaking with our community, whether it be here on the show or just in general on blogs or other podcasts we do in professional development, we enjoy doing it. We want to see those actual action steps. And for here this morning, I never thought about that that concept is actually a major recommendation for how we, you know, suggest doing professional development. As you were sharing earlier, that we want to make sure that as we're working with teachers, yes, personalized is so important, but that you're not just giving an educator this big overarching swiping view of a concept without then being able to say, so this is the first and possibly even the second step to work towards what we're trying to get to. Uh, I think that's so powerful.
1: Ray, it reminds me of what we hope for and try to achieve when we orchestrate student learning. Mm -hmm. We've talked recently about orchestrating learning opportunities where we are providing content through the connections we have with the students in front of us. So we know our students so well that we're able to personalize their learning to make it exciting, to make it relevant, and to help each individual see the relevance and the opportunity in the learning. It's the same for educators, school leaders or professional development leaders. Uh, When we learn to know the people in front of us and know their strengths and areas of growth Know what fires them up and know what frustrates them we can continue to build those connections through the content it, it doesn't have to be read this do that it doesn't have to be watch this powerpoint or watch this video and and we'll get back to you next month uh it's got to be supported so I sometimes hear about pressure plus support i think positive pressure positive pressure to me is that urgency that student learning matters and here are the student learning goals we've identified let's take a look at the data and then the student learning needs ray become the proxy for the adult learning needs, and so that grounds everybody in what's best for kids. I think that's a foundational approach that everybody can uh, understand and get behind. Is what do the students need, and then what do the adults need to to meet those needs for the students in front of them?
0: You know, I had referenced this week that we've been I've been a part of some really hard conversations and this aligns so much so to that i think the concept of not only having this big arching view but but also really being strategic of those action steps that can be taken similar exactly to what we do as students um also gives us some security like as an educator if i have something that my administration is giving me in professional development the expectation that positive pressure which i really enjoy that positive pressure to to go and be better in the area that they were just, you know, teaching me on, I think I it gives me some comfort to know that I have an action step that they've provided me with that I can go achieve. I think sometimes when we bring up new ideas or new concepts, it seems extremely overwhelming. And while I might agree with the direction, I can't even begin to think about how to get there, much less the steps that I have to go do. So when I'm given those very specific goals or very specific to-dos, it does give me some some structure to work within. So now it can be like an item on my to-do list versus this big overarching thing I have to think through and then figure out what to do with. So um, that actually came up in a conversation that I was having on Thursday night with Beluga, who is a, mm-hmm. a really great company. Shout out to Beluga. I know a lot of our team has been working with them this month. They're doing some great professional development on their on their site for educators. Uh, but part of our conversation was trying to find some, some structure to work within because we feel, or at least I do, I find that most educators feel most comfortable in the in a space of overwhelm, in a space of stress, to have action items versus just philosophical ideas that then get washed
1: away. Well, high stress absolutely puts a cap on capacity and capability. Yeah. And so I think it's important to recognize that professional learning and professional development, it, it, it doesn't have to be an event. It doesn't have to be a meeting. It doesn't have to be a presentation. It doesn't have to be a book. Professional learning is, is just an ongoing thread in every school day. Every conversation that I have, Ray, with an educator helping them reflect on what worked or what didn't, uh, supporting them in problem-solving with students, whether it's uh, student behavior, student well-being, student learning. Uh, Every interaction is an opportunity to help each other learn. How did that go? What might make it better? And then, you know, what do you need? How can I help? Is that constant cycle that school leaders can offer to the people in their care? But also, what do you need? How can I help? Is also something that can be offered colleague to colleague. Uh, similar to the way we would do that with students, we we see what they're doing and how they're doing. We'd offer them feedback, and here's what here's what I'd try next. And you know, one of the ways to counter that stress is through those relationships, which are both sustaining and protective. And Ray, one last thing that I love about Teach Better, but love about our conversation is, we we haven't we haven't used the word do. We've used the word try, and I think that's key. Is when we try, we are doing, but it recognizes that it can be a process and there could be a wealth of solutions to a single problem. There isn't necessarily one right or wrong way to do it. So just try, Uh, just try, learn from it and uh, move forward from there.
0: I really do value the conversation this week. We've had some really good ideas and reflection, but for me personally, I, I really resonate. I think this conversation was the reminder that I needed. As I'm, you know, moving forward in my day, moving forward in my week, thinking about the concept of professional development uh, in this space of stress that I know education is is truly kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> living in right now. Um, the reminder that action steps can be really helpful, small, 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 little steps, um, providing security is a really great reminder for me on a Friday. So I appreciate that. Kind of fun. I do too. Yeah. As we are uh, going through this conversation, if if anything resonates with any of you who are listening, we'd love to hear about in the comments. Brad, I think it might be valuable to recap our week a little bit, kind of to direct people if they're interested in other conversations we've had this week, where they might wanna go with that idea.
1: Always valuable, looking forward to it.
0: All right, let's get into our weekly recap. We head into our weekly recap with that awesome tune. You guys know I love that that commercial we get to play. Um, we are headed into not only what happened this week, but Brad. I'd love to highlight maybe not even on the show, I know, but there was so many. There's so many strategic meetings that are happening with the Teach Better team, especially those uh, districts that are meeting with Chad Urshowski and Dr. Dave Schmidow. Um One of the the areas that I know are are taking up a ton of their time is the grant that we received from the state of Ohio uh, with Remote EdX that we are working with over 16 ESCs in the state of Ohio. Um, one of the biggest time uh, things that have been taking up our time over the last month has been having strategic meetings with all of those ESC, uh, ESCs, those communities, and brainstorming what support, what professional development might work best for their districts and their communities and their areas with their students. Uh, so as many of you, I'm sure, are still chewing on the type of professional development you may want to conduct at the end of the year with your teachers or even planning 2022-2023 uh, school year, please know that our community here in the Teach Better family uh, would love to brainstorm with you. We do a ton of strategic planning for uh, with districts and with different buildings. And so if you need a little boost or want a little bit of an outside perspective, uh, I'd love to connect you with Chad Ostrowski and Dr. Dave Schmidt who are just doing that day in, day out these days with uh, getting our schools ready for next year. So just a little shout out to them and the work that I know they're doing that has definitely been active in, in this past week.
1: And hey, Ray, a shout out to our uh, process of refreshing and revitalizing our admin mastermind. Uh, and uh, my friend and colleague, Josh Tovar, in the comments is saying, you know, what kind of PD ideas can we get started right now? And I'm excited to share with Josh and everyone listening that Beginning in June, we'll be making some shifts in Mastermind where we're going to be coming together uh, for school leaders and aspiring leaders and, and anyone in a leadership role or who aspires to one, coming together around topics just like the one Josh suggested. Let's start thinking now about what might make the biggest difference in September. And so we're we're looking to bring people together around a topic not only of, of interest, but of urgency for school leaders as they plan and uh, as they work to improve their communities. And so... Josh and everyone listening and watching, watch out for new information about Mastermind, new time, uh, new focus, and bringing people t- together around those learning opportunities that are are most important for school leaders right now.
0: I love it. I think all those specific details will be in your inbox around the twenty third. But Brad, I really, I think the reminder early on is good because mm-hmm. you know, getting a little reminder to jot on our calendar is great. Make sure you join us on June 7th and every Tuesday following at 9 a.m. Eastern. I love the opportunity that we're going to be adjusting it slightly to include themes and allow other uh, administrators to be able to bring in their expertise to this incredible mastermind crew. There's badges that can be earned. Who doesn't love a good certificate to be able to brag on the work that you're doing? Uh, give you a little bit of credit for all the discussions that you've chosen to be a part of. Um, and I do know that while the final details of that information will be in your inbox here in just a week or two, um, I do know that the website, over at teachbear.com slash mastermind has some good juicy details already. So if you want to head there, you can go see it. Love
1: it. Ray, uh, nothing, nothing beats a good spoiler alert here on the daily drop-in. So I'm glad we were able to dig into that for a second.
0: So fun. And Brad, I mean, you as a facilitator of that, I know that our Teach Bear community loves seeing you on Daily Drop-In. You could have two doses of Brad a week. Those are good things.
1: It's a good thing for me. And we talked about ongoing professional learning. I I leave those Mastermind sessions, Ray, so refreshed and energized and grateful for the strong work of our school leaders. And I leave better. And we talk about better, better today, better tomorrow. I leave better from every interaction with uh, those folks on Mastermind. So excited to do that
0: yeah if you're listening right now and you're not sure if it's a good fit for you um some key reflection points before you, maybe you head over to teachbearcom slash mastermind to like read it in its entirety if you are a leader in your school building principal assistant principal instructional coach um even if you're an assistant superintendent or a director of curriculum and instruction really any leadership role uh where you are working with people um planning strategically those types of, of roles are, are perfect for this group. So it doesn't matter where you're located in the world. We have people all around the US and Canada. We have Guatemala represented, Australia, England, anywhere that you're you're located, we'd love to have you. We'd love to celebrate you and have you be a part of that dialogue. And especially with the themes. I'm very excited to hear the multitude of perspectives. I know we're starting out with um, school scheduling, which will be a really interesting right. topic for the month of June. So head over to the website. You'll see all that. those
1: details. It's completely free Ray. I do not want to just yes. mention there's, 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 there's no cost. There's no obligation. No operators will be standing by to take your call. Uh, just, just come, just come, just try show up and, uh, and, and see what the value is there for you.
0: I always forget to mention that, Brad, always. Like every single time I'm about mastermind and people assume that you have to pay a boatload nope. of money a month to be a part of it. Friends, it's totally free just coming out.
1: You sh- exactly. You show up, you hang out, you meet fantastic people doing great things. And there's also that community spirit is that that that, that mutual support. There's practical ideas for sure, but there's that mutual support of leaders who are doing the, the great work in uh, very challenging situations. And, and hopefully people leave feeling restored and knowing that there are people who care.
0: So good. So good. Well, OK, so let's recap the week before we yeah. end our show. I'm sorry about this, guys. We were just so excited about Mastermind. I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, on Monday, we were joined with Jeff Gargas. So Jeff Gargus was live with us on Monday. I think we had a fun time. It was good discussion and fun to get started with mm-hmm. the week that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff hadn't been on for like two weeks. So if you just miss his face, definitely go check out Monday's show. Tuesday we had uh, chase milky join us. I-, I think that was one of my favorite daily drop-ins like I think that's going down in like the mm-hmm. top 20 Personally for me he had so much to share and has so much beyond that show on his website to go share and consume all dealing with um, stress and overcoming um, stress that we carry What I really valued is in my opinion, it wasn't fluffy. I really liked that he had action steps. I liked that he was able to categorize the choices that we make and how that can affect us long-term. That's my style of PD. I want action steps and I want really good questions that cause me to deeply reflect. I felt like he did that really well on Tuesday.
1: I agree. I love that episode. I loved that Chase is committed to providing tools for self-care, but also is also recognizing that that self care has to exist within a community or a system or a district or a structure where it's possible. So mm-hmm. you can't keep asking educators to do harder and harder things, uh, and then say, "Oh, by the way, take care of yourself." That's that's just disingenuous, and it, it's it's a real disservice to educators who need love, support, and companionship. From leadership through their uh through their hard work. So a shout out to Chase and I really benefited from that episode. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with them.
0: Yes. And for those of you who may not have time to even listen to the entire thing, find the brainstorming segment because mm-hmm. he got into the five D's. Go find that part. It was like right in the middle of the show. Uh, I thought that was like one of the biggest takeaways that I was I really enjoyed. So mm-hmm. go check that out. Brian Zwemke was with us yes on uh, Wednesday. And uh, Dr. Brian Zwemke is not only an active part of our Teach Better community, but he's also partners with you, Brad, to facilitate the Admin Mastermind. It sure is. That was a, a fun discussion to be able to have with a very familiar face to our community on
1: Wednesday. A tremendous heart-led educator, Dr. Brian Zwemke. And I've so enjoyed partnering with him uh, for Mastermind and, and, and so grateful for his diligence, his preparation. He always shows up ready to add value. So uh, fantastic episode too.
0: So good. Angie, a new face to our community, Mm -hmm. was able to join us on Thursday. Angie had a very different perspective. I love being able to bring in a multitude of perspectives to our conversation. She uh, specialized in speech therapy. And so on Thursday, we were able to kind of talk about this concept of whole child. She has a really interesting story. Uh, In my mind, it was a little bit of a different type of daily drop-in, which I really enjoyed. I love when we're able to feature... Kind of all the different people that exist in the ecosystem to support our students, and she highlighted a very, very important concept of the fact that there are more people even outside of the school building that can help our school function better. So, really cool conversation there.
1: It reminded me of a conversation recently with uh, with author and Teach Better family member Aaron Menu, who uh, really reminds us that drawing on the on the knowledge and expertise of all kinds of paraprofessionals with whom we work is key. Uh, of course, it takes a village. It also is really helpful if you know who's in that village. And uh, sometimes I need to constantly remind myself is the wealth of expertise that exists within our districts and within our schools. It's just a matter of finding the right person at the right time for the right role. So a uh, wonderful conversation. I'm glad that we had a chance to feature uh, both an educator and a contributor in uh, the speech and language area.
0: Yeah. Super interesting. You know, next week is going to be a good one. I'm so excited to be around on Monday, but then tune in for the rest of the rest of the shows uh, in the comments. Next week, the theme is being an advocate and ambassador for ideas you care about. So I think that will be a really, really interesting discussion. I I don't think we've ever done a topic like that before.
1: It sounds great. Reminds me of our ambassador program. We're always searching to uh, have folks carry the teach better flag forward and looking forward to connecting with guests who's coming up
0: yeah so monday morning um uh, obviously it'll be jeff and i it will actually be my last show for quite some time because i'll be headed out of town but i'm excited to kind of wrap up uh, my right before my trip with uh, the one and only jeff gargus on tuesday then we have jed Derryberry joining Mm -hmm. us with katie miglin jed as many of you know did an incredible i can't even sing his praises enough incredible daily drop-in just a few months ago. He's also a featured speaker at the Teach Better conference. He is a, um, a higher ed professor that uses early education skills and uh, and teaching methodologies with his students as a former early education uh, teacher. So lots to explore there. He is a big personality and him and Katie Miglin on Tuesday are going to be a ball. Indeed. On Wednesday, um, we have, sorry, I'm trying to look at my notes here. We have Nick Sutton joining us, Dr. Nick Sutton with Jeff Gargas. For those of you who don't know Nick, he's an incredible educator, uh, superintendent, and wonderful, wonderful friend of the Teach Better family. Nick has not only been um, working with the Teach Better team for professional development in his community, his school district, uh, but also just constantly an advocate of the Teach Better mindset. So Nick will be great with Jeff on Wednesday, the 18th. On the 19th, we have uh, Jason Rain joining Katie Miglin. Jason is also an active part of the Teach Better community. I think that he'll have some good ideas, uh, and Katie will be wonderful being able to facilitate that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, on Friday the 20th, I'm a little nervous about this, Brad. It's you and Katie Miglin. So I would suggest that nobody tune in for next Friday.
1: It, it, it may be just so awesome, uh, that it overloads everyone's bandwidth and, uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with Katie, uh, I partner with Katie on some projects behind the scenes and always enjoy connecting with Katie, uh, for our teach better meetings. But uh, I don't think we've been co-host together. I'm looking forward to that.
0: I don't think so. I'm very, very nervous for that. That will be insane. Brad, do you think you'll take, I think you should take the hosting role because Katie's never been a part of a Friday. I don't think. And so, Brad. Okay. I mean, you're gonna have to show her the ropes. We have a good time on Friday's show.
1: We will have a good time. I'm I'm always eager to 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 guide people through new experiences, and uh, it it should be really really fun for uh, me and Katie to connect. I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, you might you might see me pop over into the left hand window on Friday morning.
0: Yeah, it'll be like this. Hold on, let me see. Can I do it? We'll like switch. Oh, there we go. It'll be like that.
1: There we go. Wow.
0: Did you, you can still- just- Did you feel the earth shift?
1: I did. You can just do that. Wow.
0: (laughs) Apparently. I mean, I could switch you back, but I kind of, you look good over there, friend.
1: I appreciate that. And I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like the moment where you go over the roller coaster dip and like that, what that just, I just got to get my bearings again here. Okay.
0: Yeah, guys, for for those of you who are (laughs) listening and not watching, Brad is now on the other side of the screen. And I think it's funny because Katie Micklin comments every single time I'm live with her. She's like, Ray. You belong on the left side of the screen. For whatever reason, right now I'm on the right and Brad is on the left. And I want to know, does it mess you up, friends? Do you feel like this is not the right setting for all of you? Brad, I think you look great over there. I think we should keep you on the left.
1: I appreciate that that compliment, but I agree with Katie. You, you, I, I think that I feel most comfortable with you on the left for a lot of great reasons. But uh, yeah, your uh, your expertise, your care, your warmth, a—it's uh, it's a left-hand side thing. So
0: does that mean that like, it's a good thing that, that we switched it up, like, a, like trying to be comfortable with the moment of uncomfortable or do we have to switch it back? Where are you at?
1: Uh, I am just, uh, I'm just living in this moment of discomfort right now. I, my, my world has been, ro- oh, wow. it's oh, back? Thank goodness. Whoo, That's <laughs> so a lot much better. That is a lot more comfortable. I,
0: yeah, I yeah. I don't know why, but Brad, to be fair, you looked good on both sides, but for whatever reason, the switch happened and it was like a little bit of de-stress that happened. Yes,
1: I agree. That's good. I, th- I think we're just going to, this is this is the Ray and Brad layout and we'll have to experiment when Katie and I are together. Maybe maybe we can flip back and forth and see what where we land as well.
0: Like every segment, just flip-flop, I think. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness, friends. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. It is Friday, May 13th. And while it may be a nutty day, Brad's internet went out earlier, so you know that no hiccups are headed your way for today. It's going to be smooth sailing. Brad already took care of any hiccups or hurdles that you had to go through today, so we're happy to be able to do that for you. Brad, I hope you have a wonderful Friday and an even better weekend.
1: I wish the same for you and look forward to reconnecting with you as a, as a Daily Drop-In viewer with you and uh, Monday morning.
0: Can't wait. All right, friends, have a good day. And if you need anything, please feel free to reach out.
1: stay, 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 stay